Hey, what's up guys? Clint McGill here and uh, excited to have you with the podcast here today and uh, filming this here on the end of January and for those following along in the email list and whatnot, I am out of the hospital. So uh, spent six days in there for a little bit of a bowel obstruction type deal and uh, anyways, not a fun deal, but I'm well on my way to recovery. Got a lot of well wishes from everybody. Uh, but anyway, I've been meaning to get this podcast out to you here for a couple weeks and finally being able to do it, I'm excited to release it. And uh, today we got Mike Brumley with us. And uh, Mike, he's the hitting coordinator for the Atlanta Braves and uh, become a real good friend of mine. And uh, Mike's got a program out that uh, it's one of my goals this year is to get it out there for him um, a little bit better than we have just because what he teaches is so different than everything that I have encountered to this point. And he actually put me through the program myself. And uh, if, you, if you've seen the videos, uh, you've seen me actually being the one demonstrating it. And feeling it was just uh, taking it to another notch. You know what I mean? Uh, being able to feel how clean it is. And uh, I was like, wow, how do I learn this in my 30s when I could have used this back when I was playing, right? And uh, anyway, here, this was originally a Facebook Live that he and I shot um, about a year and a half ago, I think it was. And if you want to go back and watch that, go to the Baseball Notes Facebook page. I'll have this video pinned to the top for the next week or so. And you'll still be able to find it in the video section, kind of scroll down. Um, but there's a few different areas, uh, especially once you get past, you know, I don't know, midway through the podcast or so, where uh, there's a couple of nice little demonstrations he does with his hands that uh, they're real simple, but man, just seeing it is uh, really helpful. But uh, anyway, I think there's going to be a lot of value here on the podcast alone, just hearing, you know, kind of his philosophy on, on hitting, you know, the, one of the top things he learned from Ted Williams as far as uh, what makes a successful hitter. And uh, anyway, just, just some things that really aren't out there because uh, on the internet right now, there's a lot of people who are good at getting their, uh, their, their videos viewed on YouTube or having their Facebook page followed. Um, but man, some of their info is really misleading. You know what I mean? Like they're, you know, I, I feel like they're doing their best, but they just don't have 35 years of major league experience uh, like Mike Brumley does. And so, um, anyway, the guy's all over the place. He's, you know, coaching in Taiwan, working with Craig Wallenbrock, one of the top guys there in Arizona. So, I mean, really, really one of the top guys going. I think you're going to hear his name a lot more. So, uh, without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Mr. Mike Brumley. Hey, what's up, guys? Clint McGill with Baseball Notes here. And I have a special guest today, as you can see. We have the man, Mike Brumley, who is uh, currently the hitting coordinator with the Atlanta Braves. Uh, how, many, how many years have you spent in professional baseball now? 35. 35, Somewhere something like that. Yeah, I'm former major leaguer. I was with the Mariners for a long time. And uh, anyway, yes, fortunate enough to have him with us here today. And, but anyway, but I figure uh, a lot of my audience doesn't know much about you yet. So um, anyway, we'll get a little bit of background. I know. We were watching the Lily World Series at our house uh, the last week. And uh, yeah, yeah, on everywhere. And uh, anyway, I've seen a lot of, uh, is my big kid better than your big kid? You know, we've got six foot four kids from Spain and all these guys. And um, anyway, I know a lot of things that I see with parents is that they're concerned their kid is, you know, not the best kid on the team. He's the seventh best player on the team and he's 10. And, these kids are going to be the same age forever, that type of deal. And yeah, was I mean, was what was your experience? Were you the man all through growing up, or what was? You know, it's funny. Uh, I mean, 
I always enjoyed getting out and playing, just whether it's in the backyard, just wiffle balls and, you know, take balls and all the stuff we used to do. But when I actually went down to start playing, um, my first two years, I, of course, I played age-wise post. Uh, we didn't have uh, coach pitch or yeah, tee. Yeah, yeah. This was kids pitching yeah. right away, you know what I mean? But, uh, so, but I went over the first two years. My first two years of ball, I either struck out or walked, and I actually made contact the second year. Uh, I hit a line drive back to the pitcher. It was my only contact of the year. No way. Yeah, and it was one of the kids I went to school with, and he was a great athlete. He snapped it, and so I got nothing. Uh-huh. But um, so thank goodness I played in an era where after that, going into my third year, I probably wouldn't have got drafted or yeah. anything. Right. It's hard to find a my, team. My career probably age. would have been over. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, my third year in second grade had. Uh-huh. Had I not had been in that spot, like nobody could go on the internet and find out that I went over two years. Right, right, right. So, like, yeah, Mike's a body. So we'll, yeah, we'll no, but I just kept, I just kept going. Uh-huh. Played all the sports growing up, and, and uh, but you know, just baseball, just something I just really enjoyed doing. And, but I just wasn't very good at it. Right. So uh, down the road, you know. Right, right. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I love that story. Uh, me and Mike were talking yesterday, and he said 0 for 2 seasons. And I think that's so important because we get kids that can't go 0 for 2, you know what I mean, or 0 for 2 days without, like, you know, this baseball thing. I'm a little bit uh, – I don't like the way this thing makes me feel, you know. So, um, so anyway, I, I wanted to share that. Like, you know, played collegiate ball, University of Texas, you know, professional baseball, and uh, the start was – uh, not not the best. So luckily, people had patience with you there, and uh, maybe maybe didn't know you know the the over the know the stats right. on game changer. You know what I mean? But uh, but anyway, no, that's good. So um, anyway, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, you know hitting seems to be something that uh, you're you know have a really strong reputation for and whatever. And uh, when you work with with players, obviously you're working with you know the the best guys that you see on television and everything, but. When you see younger guys too, whether it's high school, um, you know, whatever age, I mean, what's something that you see so commonly that that we're missing today? What 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 are, what's the problem that guys aren't addressing early enough? Does that make sense? Yeah. No. I mean, before I got into you know, from a professional standpoint, I mean, I worked mainly with kids starting out. Okay. You know, I think that's a true training ground uh, as far as trying things out and and seeing how people perceive certain things and, and kind of getting that feedback. I was getting feedback whether they knew it or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, that type of thing. And uh, so that's kind of where it kind of gravitated. And I, you know, I have always been, uh, I have a real curious mind, you know, when it comes to how things work and mm-hmm. especially baseball wise. And not maybe not electronics or anything like that. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. I feel like why could you guys could do certain things. And, and so that's kind of how I approached it. And uh, so looking at it, I mean, going down the road now, uh, the game has changed, right? Uh, because of the pitching is so good, right? You know, you. I mean, there's a lot of guys throwing, you know, 95 to 100. It's like you know, that just wasn't, you yeah. know. And I, and even when I watch college games, and you know, you mentioned the College World Series, and it's crazy. You know, you got these big kids that are, you know, six footers at 12 years old, and they're throwing 73 or 74 at that distance. Like I mean, equivalent to 110. Yeah, yeah it's impossible yeah. to hit. You yeah. know, and. Uh, but so the game has changed, the challenges have changed, uh-huh. and um, and we're trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think from a hitting standpoint, in the last, uh, I really got into it. Like I say, my curiosity brought me into it seven or eight years ago, really full time, where I kind of committed to it, and um, and I started studying um, just 
guys who are successful for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't, uh, and, and the principles and the process of it basically plays out whether I'm talking to a 10 year old or I'm talking to a 25 year old, maybe bigger. You know, it, that process is, does not change that much. Um, and the, you know, the competition level, the stress of, of performance and, yeah. you know, trying to get hits and, you know, man, you know, I show up at the ballpark, I'm batting last. What does that mean? Right. You know, right. I'm hitting first. What does that mean? Or, you know, I mean, like we're all dealing with it. And, then, you know, when I got into the minor league system after playing 14 years and playing college, and playing high school, playing every summer and doing all the things I did, um, you know, I mean, it's just that huge experience. And we all go through those struggles. And I think it's just the clarity of that. And knowing, understand that there is a process to this game. It cannot be mastered. Right. Hitting cannot be mastered. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're always, there's a percentage of your swing you're always going to work on. Mm -hmm. I mean, forever. Right. Uh, when you start at five or six or seven or whatever you do, and whenever the game kicks you out, hopefully it's 35, 36 after, you know, 15 years of major leagues, you know, time. I don't know. But when it does let you off, um, you know, that, that's just the way the game is. But, but we're always going to, be making those adjustments now the core core side of what we do you know just the physical baseline of where i start we should be able to kind of nail down right and when it comes to balance and direction and, and the feeling of strength mm -hmm. um you know so yeah that's kind of how i approach it yeah that's interesting yeah i've always looked at it kind of like whack-a-mole you know I mean? you ever play that game at chuck e cheese where it's like Oh, you know, I'm not driving the ball right field, and you hit that mole, and I'm hitting the ball right field, and you're gonna look over, and you're like, well, now I got another thing yeah. popping up, you know. Right. What I mean? And uh, I'm sure Mike Trout, no hitting coach in the country, would be trying to change much on Mike Trout. But if he his he he showed up in a uh, high school body, and that same swing on a high school kid, every coach would go, okay, here, buddy. you know, you're pulling, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, there's always yeah. something with somebody. For sure. And uh, and anyway, just knowing that that you don't have to be perfect. Yeah, that's a big thing that I run into is kids. They're upset. They're in tears because they went two for four that day with two Ks. It's like, oh, guys, man. this is what a good game looks like. You know what I mean? For this is part of it. Yeah, I know, right? So, uh, so anyway, but, uh, um, but yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what you said. Like with the velocities going up. I mean, what's something that if you've got a guy that's getting beat by velocity, is there a tip that you can can think of? Or I mean, how do you start approaching? I probably, that? Uh, you know, like. I would love to do at some point, you know, some stuff in the cage. Yeah. You know, where we get a bat. We'll do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, we'll like we can really look at, you know, kind of what it is. But I think it's more um, when you look at your physical strength, it's it's like, how do I create momentum? Because, I mean, obviously, it's a violent action of taking something, coming at us, and, you know, and trying to hit. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like we have a tendency to to want to build momentum and you know try to be like well, how hard can I swing right and I want to swing hard mm -hmm. um, but but I want to swing with a little bit of balance and a little bit of control okay you know because the key is like obviously swinging at strikes you know what I mean right I remember uh, I met Ted Williams uh, I was playing for the Red Sox and uh, he came at a alumni weekend thing you know and, and so I wanted to get Ted's autograph okay you know, believe it or not yeah so. <laughs> And so my two, my childhood idol was Carl Yastrzemski. He was one of them. Right. You know I mean, so Carl, I got Carl and Ted in the same room. Yeah, unreal. So yeah. I wanted to get, and they kind of loved arguing about hitting. Okay. Because when I was in the Red Sox my first couple of years, they would run these minor league cages in the mornings. Okay. And they loved to argue about hitting. Okay. And uh, and both guys, I think, were probably right. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, so anyway, I, this was years later. 
And so I have these guys, oh man, I'd like to get both these guys to sign this one ball. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm gonna get Carl on one side and Ted on the other. Anyway, so I went to uh, to Ted and I said, uh, I said, Ted, would you mind signing this ball for me? And he grabbed the ball and grabbed the pen. He looked me right in the eye and he goes, what's the most important thing about hitting? And I said, swinging strikes. And he said, blank, yes. Uh, and then he signed the ball. Okay. And so, um, you know, so that gets down to swinging strikes. What does that mean? You know, that means I'm seeing the ball pretty good. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Going, you know, like you build, I build yeah. out, I build out to what, okay, where's the end result I'm trying to get to? How am I going to get there? Right. That's how do we, we let that slide so go? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like, can I, or even just a little league basketball strike, you know, okay. like Johnny swung at this one and he swung at the one that bounced, you know, how does he, swing at this one. And so I, I do a couple of different things. I really think in terms of balance as far as, and I feel like connection, upper body, lower body connection is power. Mm-hmm. Whether you weigh 65 pounds or you weigh 260, okay. you know, um, you know, obviously those guys get away with a little more like judge. Right. But, but just that the theory of lining things up. So I think in terms simple, I think in terms of loading to a direction, so loading to where I don't have anything impeding my progress from going from this point to this point. So I'm not working around my body or okay. trying to move my hips around to try to get the bat somewhere into this strike zone. Mm-hmm. And I think in terms of, I talk to guys about, can you create a contact point that's two feet long as opposed to this one little area of contact? So right. how do I create, I want contact. So I'm going to basically swing on this line and hope that ball is somewhere, I catch it somewhere on its path. Right. As opposed to me trying to go to a certain spot. And so that's kind of how I kind of transition. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So I, I remember reading, did you ever read uh, Mike Schmidt's book? It's very hard to find. And uh, anyway, I read it. One of the cool he things. He was really good though. Yeah, he had a very interesting take on uh, on kind of like the, you know, the, a kind of a combination of, uh, Oh, I'm not going to remember the guy's name. Uh, Charlie Lau. Charlie Lau, yeah, yeah. Kind of a combo of the Ted Williams, Charlie Lau, uh, whatever. We won't get too deep into it here. But one thing he talks about was how being successful is often due to your mishits. And so, like, if you time your ball perfect right there, it doesn't really matter if you're wrong. And every kid that I deal with, we've got a nine-year-old team. We're just doing kick pitch. On the tee, we're fine. But, boy, we are awfully quick to roll. You know what I mean? And so that's fine when you time it right. Right. But boy, you're off a little bit and you're suddenly you're just you're missing it or ground ball or whatever. Yeah. And so like keeping that contact point, like you said, right. having that barrel, you know, that way you can catch the barrel yeah. when, you, when you weren't perfect. Right. You know, doing that on more percentages of time sure. is going to be helpful there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, how is long any, can you ride that palm up? You know, how long can I keep it into that palm up position as long as I possibly can? Yeah. I mean, work with like a young kid. Like, let's just take my nine year olds, for example. I mean, is there like drills or is it yeah. like. I mean, you know, I like, uh, you know, like when they start doing, uh, you know, like I like the front flip. Mm-hmm. I like the underhand flip from the, you know, from the, you know, I do it a couple, I, you know, sometimes I do it at kind of a 90 degree mm-hmm. where I control the contact point. Okay. You know, it's almost like what I call like a moving T. Okay. You know, because. So, because again, you kind of want to get away from the. I like the tee for guys who understand what they're doing. Right. Um, and, and, and I mean, any kind of teaching, but understand that working off the tee is not about timing. Yeah. Because the ball's not moving. Right. You know, so there's a timing element to our swing the tee can't produce. Mm-hmm. And so I like the actual, I kind of flip the tee, I get a 90 degree and I control it. Then I kind of work to that 45 degree 
which is kind of scary unless you use a tennis ball or something because you can get a ball back at you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so uh, that, and then working to the front uh, underhand, I think is good. Okay. I think it's, uh, you can throw more strikes, you can locate the ball, uh, you kind of take away any kind of fear, of, you know, like, you know, them chasing, you kind of get, and you can really kind of work on, you know, what they do from a move standpoint. And I basically put three balls, you know, kind of down the plate in the middle and kind of spread them out. And I, and I try to look at, you know, is he swinging over all three balls, no matter where the contact ball is? Okay. You know, so just trying to get on that line of contact. As opposed to being on the first ball and then, then yeah. immediately on. Yeah. Then and I explained on. it to the to the major league guys. I said, okay, Justin Verlander is pitching against us tomorrow night. He's going to throw 85 fastballs in a game, but he's going to throw it 90 to 98 miles an hour. So that's a long, that's a big difference. Right. You know, right. you played enough and we, you know, we, we all, you know, saw enough pitches to know the difference between 90 and 98. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there is a huge difference. Yeah. It's and like so, miles an hour and so now, uh, so I say, okay, if, if, if Verlander throws a, a 90 mile hour pitch or a 90, but he throws it right down the middle of a plate, that's the ball we need to hit. And we need to hit it whether it's 98 or whether it's 90. Okay. And so that contact point, you know, like there's 98 and 97, 96, 95, 94, 93, 19, 91, 90. 90 here. So I, yeah, yeah. And I'm still trying to maintain my path. So that way my timing, cause I don't know out of the hand, as soon as he lets it go, I mean, I don't know if it's 98 or 90. Right now. <laughs> it starts getting closer. Yeah, out. you know, it's not right. when the starts to lock in. You see the big right. figures, little brain. Yeah, uh, right, right, right. So that's the thing. It's like, how do I eliminate, not, I guess, minimize the timing element? Because mm -hmm. most hitters, you know, I'll be like, man, yesterday, three for four, what happened? And everybody be like, man, I was just, I was seeing the ball good, mm -hmm. and my timing was like perfect. Uh -huh. And so two days later, 0 for 5, two strikeouts, pop up to the catcher. You know what I mean? What happened today? Uh, and uh, oh man, I just like I just wasn't seeing it very good. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, yeah. My timing was terrible. Right. You know, I right. saw so there we go. Okay. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Wasn't so much the elbow. Or How well, am I seeing it? Yeah. And what is my timing element? Uh huh. And so, um, and so all the different stances and all the hands up, hands down, hands back, hands forward, hands this hand. Oh, that's all. That's an element of timing that you have to manage. Okay. So a lot of times, that's the same with leg kick. You know, I got high leg kick, low kick, slide kick, you know, all these different kicks. You know, and I ask guys all the time, I'm like, well, how many things do you want to manage as the ball's in flight? Right. You know, like, what is that going to take? You know, because the more you're managing, the higher the kick, the more this movement is, and the more direction you're creating, uh, you've got to eventually got to get it lined up. Right. So can I simplify that for you? Okay. You know what I mean? It's like, Okay, I'm not against the leg kick. I think uh, I think from my well, I look at it, guys like, well, what do you think of leg kick? You think I said, well, we have to look at body type a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, because you got long extremity kids or players, you know, me. I'm short, I'm five ten, but I have like thirty four inch inseam, okay. and I wear a thirty three inch sleeve, and I'm only five ten. Right. You know, so I have a little bit longer levers mm -hmm. to get that bat moving. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, my dad, for example, or, you know, looking at Mickey Mantle or something, you know, like the, like short arms, thick body, short arms. Right. Gosh, it's so easy. Yeah. For, for them to right stay there. connected because it's like here to here. Right. I'm like, those guys are built to hit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trout. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, big body. You know, he doesn't have these long extremities, and you know, he's like short, compact, short swing, bam. Yeah, you right. know, even Altuve, a guy, you think he's a huge disadvantage, and he's right. just here to there. I mean, oh, it's like get yeah. a ball inside on him. Well, oh, yeah. and Altuve, it's a perfect example of how do you, you can't even pitch to him. Right. He's so his center is so low. He has mass in the middle of his body, and you can't throw a low strike. If you do, the catcher catches going to hop and to pull the ball. Right. And you literally can't pitch him down. Like you have to throw the ball up to him, right? And he's you know incredible. He handles it, yeah. And that's and so like leg kick, hand movement, all that. It just to me the timing element has to match. So as big as your hand movement is, as far as getting the bat ready, your front leg can kind of match that. Mm-hmm. You can't go a lot of movement up here and then super short trying to get your foot on the ground as soon as you can. Okay, because that's going to throw that counter counterbalance. So there's no there, rhythm yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. There's no rhythm to that move. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, it looks kind of choppy. Yeah, it's kind of like he's having to manage it. Like he has to hands back, foot down, swing. Well, we know that athletically, anything we do, that does not work. Well, let me ask you this on that note. So whenever guys have big movements, they're typically trying to generate more power or something like that. And at the, the younger levels, um, pitches are coming in uh, not that fast, right? And so like if It's all relative. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's fast to something you've never seen. Yeah, no, no, exactly. But like, to, if if you have a short, compact swing that could be hitting home runs or driving the ball in the major leagues off the of ninety-five miles an hour, yeah. that same swing on a ten-year-old who's not the strongest or something and not right. not that impact, right? That's a ground ball that hopefully makes it through the infield or you know, good line drive that yeah. type of thing. And kids want to hit the bomb, you know what I mean? And so like, they sure. kind of have to get a little bit more. And I mean, you right. know, we're, I mean, we're in the backyard playing wiffle ball. I'm not trying to hit a ground ball back past you. Right. I'm trying to hit it in the neighbor's yard. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Uh, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. Right. I mean, that is the game. Uh-huh. You know, if we're playing on the elementary schoolyard during PE class. We're trying to hit it over people's heads. So, do you think there's any sort of compromise there, like with like guys? If you want to simplify the movement to make it very efficient, is there a compromise on power, at least at at a level where that impact yeah. might not be. I mean, if, you know, like I'm always trying to convince guys that I know are going to have power uh-huh. to say, can you be a good hitter first? Right. You know, can you make solid contact first? Uh-huh. You know, today. And even the kids that I have in the minor league system with the Braves right now, guys that the clients that I have that are out there working, you know, I go, hitting goes in cycles. You know, it's like when you start making really good contact with the barrel, when that starts happening, then now, Go for it. Yeah, like yeah. try to hit a homer double. Right. But as soon as you start swinging and missing and topping it back to the pitcher and popping it up to an infielder, then scale it back. Right. To go back to I'm going to make solid contact. Get a better on it. Like yeah. let's just get now. As soon as you start clicking it, go for it again. Mm-hmm. And then when you start missing, go back. Yeah. So it's you know it's a little bit of this. You know we're on, we're not hot all the time. Right. But thank goodness we're not. Not hot all the time. Yeah, this yeah. Would be totally you know what I mean? Yeah, no one would play. Yeah, yeah. Right? be like, no, I'm doing this. Yeah, this is awful. Yeah. yeah, and so it's going to go in cycles, but we're trying to minimize the load. Right. It's just who knows why. Right. I, I've got really good hitters. It's like, I think, I have, you know, three times a year, it's going to go really bad. Uh-huh. Like you were going to hit that one for fifteen street uh-huh. with six pots out. I mean, who knows why? Uh, you know, I think it's just part of the cycle of the game yeah you know because we do so much but but i think having that mindset of it's time to be a good hitter and then when you you know you're clicking it real good like all right go for it 
this next couple of days. Now we tear it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's go for the double hover. Yeah. Because we all want to. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, it is what the game is about. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, don't take that away. Right. You know, like, hey, choke up. Let's hit that good ground ball. You know, Oh, man. man, I'm feeling it right like, now. Yeah. I, I literally, I was with the Cubs one year, and I could really run for a little guy and whatever. And they were like, and you need to ball ground more. And I, I literally told one of the Cubs, I said, I would rather go home and work pump gas at a gas station in Broken Air, Oklahoma, uh-huh. than choke up and try to hit a ground ball. Uh-huh. I said, I'm, if I have to do that, I'm out. Right. Like, yeah, it's I'm not what I came here for. I'm just going to go home. Yeah. This is not what I wanted. Right. You know, that would be, uh, I don't even know how to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, go out for the basketball team. And like, I just don't want you to score. Right. Just go play basketball. Set screens a lot. Yeah. yeah. Just don't, I don't want you to score at all. Uh, you know what I mean? Or, okay, you're going to be on defense, but don't try to tackle the guy very hard. Yeah. You know, just go. And that's kind of and that kind of happens too. Like I, I've already seen it where you know, hey, a ground ball, you know, can or a bunt, you know what I mean? Like and score for sure. it, and it's like for sure. Well, that kid also, you know, like. It's just that hard thing to balance at that younger age. Is it's like, hey, let's, let's, yeah. you know, you're playing to win. You're also trying to get this kid uh, yeah. to develop himself, and it's yeah. hard to develop when uh, you know dropping a bunt down's good if the guy isn't uh, making contact. Maybe you just need to need to yeah. feel it or whatever. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it can be one of those things. Like, hey man, choke up, let's put the ball in play, yeah. and you're like, all right, well that kid, he, well, he I, wants to rip it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no doubt. And then even when I was in the minor leagues, like when a guy was struggling, like I didn't want, you know, when you're a player, they you know that people know it ain't going good. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I know my coaches know I'm not really good right now. Yeah. My teammates know I'm not really good right now. And I know. I don't want to. Let's not keep it. Let's not keep it. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. I mean? So when I had that situation, the guy was swinging this. this couldn't. No, I may go to him before the game, and I'd be like, hey, man, if I get a chance, I'm going to hit run with you today. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just going to start the runner. I just want you to swing, put it in play. Let's just see what happens. You know, and I'm doing that because I want him to get out of it. Yeah. But I also want him to feel like he can contribute when he feels bad. Right. And I'm not going to take the bat of the hands. I'm not going to do that. Hey, every time you come up, I'm going to have you fun. Right. You're, you're swinging really bad right now. Yeah, at you least know, we can move around. Yeah, like, like, I don't yeah. want to do that. Like, you know, and, and I've had coaches, there, and we all know, I mean, the bunting game, I hate it personally. Yeah. Unless it's for a hit, and, you know, and that's for – and that's for that guy, right? And that's for and that's affect that defense. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you're gonna play your third baseman all the way back, then we're gonna take this hit, right? You know, but but to force that hand, and because the perception was you're bonding because I don't think you can hit, right? Right. It didn't help the confidence, which is no, trying to get back right. Board, right? And, I, and I think if it's you know you really got to emphasize um, from the bonding standpoint. Uh, and does everybody learn to bond? I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> you know no. what I mean? like. I don't think everybody has to learn to bomb. Uh-huh. You know, uh, now guys that can run and guys that like part of their game. Yeah, and that'd be a weapon for them. Yeah, okay. Now I'll I'll be like, yeah, let's learn to corner. Okay. But if it's like you don't have no speed and you're not gonna play a corner guy and you're gonna, nah, man. Let's yeah. Get locker with some noise hit. You know yeah, I, mean? I got so, you. Uh, so I kind of go into. I like that. That that's something that um, that I think if there's any coaches out there, they can kind of take that for um, with them as a hit and run is really good. Because often what happens with guys they're like they're indecisive up there. I remember that personally whenever I was going really bad, and that's the hardest thing was like I was chasing pitches or I was just not picking it. I wasn't seeing it well, you right. know. And then suddenly it was just that indecision, and I was looking for a fastball, and then I got one. But I was still just not there, and then yeah. it was just so free. We got, I'm swinging this pitch. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's on me as yeah. a coach. 
Yeah, and then like, and then you make fun. You're like, oh, yeah. maybe I should just swing every time, and that didn't work. Anymore. You know what I mean? But like that, but trying to get a guy going, uh, a hit and run is a great thing to call. Yeah, uh, just to work on that. So let me get one more. It looks like somebody answered, uh, sent in a question. Jim Macarelli, what's up, Jim? Any bat drag, racing back elbow drills you can share? I greatly appreciate. It. Have you ever heard that term before? Uh, racing, uh, racing back elbow. Yeah, I mean bat drag and. No, the racing back. No, not racing back. Back. I've, I've heard that it's like where the, the kid is like his arms kind of cut in. You know what I mean? Like okay. he goes to swing and like it seems like his arms kind of collapse. That's how I understand it. Anyway. If this is okay. And to to fix it, yeah, to like address it, like bat lagging. Okay. Yeah. Question. I mean uh, the I mean the bat lag to me. I understand. Like I would probably call that uh, some kind of backside. You know, like. Uh, you know, like just working underneath the ball a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, which I get it because when you break it down, there is going to be a little bit of lag in the, in the barrel. You know I mean? That barrel yeah. doesn't go from here just, you know, just straight across the contact. Right. I mean, there is a path back there. Um, I mean, for me, the back elbow position, it affects, uh, we talked about this a little bit the other day. It's like, is he a right-hand thrower who hits left-handed? Or is he a right, right? Or is he, you know, because I have a couple kids that, but that affects a little bit about just the coordination of this backside. Okay. You know, so many guys are right hand throwers, like, you know, this backside is so important for them to get it online because this is the power of what we do. Um, but it's not, it's like they're non dominant and it's like it's uncoordinated. Right. And it literally is, uh, you know, it's like grab a pencil and say, okay, I want you to write this sentence left handed. You yeah. know, it's, just, it's not very hard, easy to do. Right. So, so I think that's important. Um, so for that, to me, um, would be more about the back elbow position of the shoulder not working forward. Like, I don't want that shoulder. So it's almost thinking more in terms of throwing. Okay. So I'd rather have that back elbow almost like whether you're right-handed or left-handed. Um, it's easy to talk to, like, catchers and infielders about this move because they know it. Now, outfielders, they kind of got that longer gotcha. action. Yeah. And so, but if I, if I took this a ball in this hand and I almost like simulated what does that feel like to throw to throw it forward mm -hmm. you know that elbow move how that elbow moves in line with my shoulder and my hip kind of in that line to kind of get that feeling okay uh, and I want that that elbow to work kind of towards the hip and then clear the hip to get through and not stop it and go around uh -huh. so that back elbow position so and that kind of helps with that lag I think Telling the kid, um, I want the barrel, I want you to feel like that barrel's sort of coming right out of your bicep. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you go to swing, you kind of feel it coming, you know, between your shoulder and your elbow, you know, as it's moving forward. It's right. kind of just, and I go back to, that's me thinking about direction. Uh, like I'm trying to take this back elbow direction and working that way. So I'm just kind of thinking, working down that line. Right. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of drills. I mean, if we're in the cage, I know. I would yeah, not great stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there are some great ways to talk about it. But I think, I think if you think in terms of keeping my back elbow, and my back hip stacked, and the barrel kind of working out of my, out of my bicep to there, I never talk about hands inside the ball. Mm -hmm. I talk about the barrel staying inside the hands. Oh, you know what I mean. Okay. So instead of thinking my hands inside the ball, I just think about that barrel staying inside my hand so i'm not going to let that barrel get outside uh, of my hands yeah to get that drop you know i'm trying to keep it inside my hands to to that release yeah because so, I, I see i've seen overhead uh videos where guys are you know it's kind of like a 
you know, even when you feel like it's all, you know, directional, you know, one way, you know, you can yeah. see the hands will kind of start from like, usually it's like on one chalk line and we'll kind of end to the other. So there is a bit of a rotation. Yeah. And so sure. like having, I can see where like the hands inside the ball, it's always one that was kind of like getting outside the ball. Yeah, like it's, concept, it's, it's kind right? of a weird, it never really clicked with me, but I, I sure. like that with the hand, the, the barrel there. Cause that kind of keeps your, you know, the wrist in the proper, yeah. you know, cocked as opposed to getting yeah. the wrap around or whatever. But, um, I mean, believe it or not, I mean, there's a whole bunch of hitters I need to think about. I tell them, I said, I want you to think about swinging more with your elbows than your hands. Okay. And then there's other guys I'll say, you know what? I really need you to think more about your shoulders swinging the bat and not your hands. Okay. And then there's other guys that are just super stiff that, you know, that I need to think. Well, let's get let's the hands, hands up, huh? let's get the hands moving, mm -hmm. you know, let's let, let you kind of kickstart your hands. So let's kind of get this, like this line and not move my hands back, but think about this line right here and almost like, well, my hands are working this way to forward mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to get them back and creating a whole lot of tension in the shoulder. I got you. So, ah, very good. And I've seen another drill too. Maybe this is uh, kind of similar where guys have taken a ball and like thrown it. You know what I mean? Like had like a tennis ball and like they've been in their yeah, stance. Right. And that might be kind of Yeah, I've actually had guys hold their hand here and say, throw it under this hand. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So they have uh, to okay. kind of, that kind of, kind of gets you yeah. in motion. So yeah, hold your hand up, throw it underneath. That's probably good yeah. for the non-dominant throw because that's how my kid is. And uh, I've seen him do that drill at, at uh, a place before. And boy, it's like, you know, it's oh, like a foreign yeah. object. Right? Well, that's what we need to work on. You know what I mean? So sure. anyway, well, my battery is about to end here. So we'll, we'll cut it right here. Uh, if you guys have any questions, put them in the comments. If you didn't catch this live and, uh, and we'll get to it another time. So Mike, um, yeah, Mike's got some good stuff. We're going to have him on here as much as we can get him. So awesome. uh, Anyway, all right, Mike. Thanks a lot. I appreciate yeah, it. Very good. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And uh, like I said, we'll talk to you soon. See you guys later.